Welcome to On The Fly, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast, where our mission is to teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school. We cover financial basics, investing, business ownership, real estate, and everything in between. On The Fly. Welcome back to another episode of On The Fly. Today, I'm joined by a good friend of mine from the University of Akron. And now, since we both graduated, we're, we're still hanging out, still having great conversations and playing some golf, too. So I'd like to introduce our guest of the evening, James McCulloch, who is a graduate of the University of Akron and now kind of going away from his mechanical engineering degree and looking to go to med school. So, James, feel free to give the audience an introduction and let them know who you are. Well, thanks, Sean, for having me. i um, been looking forward to this. Uh, but as Sean said, uh, we went to the University of Akron together. Um, I went to school for mechanical engineering. And um, while I was in the, the program, uh, I had some some things happen to me where I had some life-changing events. And uh, it all kind of led me in this direction of wanting to pursue something different, which that something different led me into the medical field. And so now I've been on this path of trying to get into a medical school and, you know, hopefully one day become a physician. I love it. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy too, like the amount of different schools that you're looking at around the country versus just staying here in Ohio. And I know it's something we talked about the last time we hung out, but your kind of your vision behind the opportunities that may lie in different states, getting to experience different things, but ultimately kind of the the vision of going to experience something else, but also going to end up back at home in the future. So what, what does, what do you think that looks like? And what, if you had to quote unquote, predict the future, what do you think it holds for you? Well, um, I think that there's a whole lot of opportunities out there. Um, you know, this is an opportunity that I get to take advantage of where I get to, you know, spread my wings and get to grow a little bit, get to experience a little bit, uh, uh, you know, something different than what I'm used to. I mean, I was born here in Northeast Ohio. I've spent the majority of my life here in the Northeast Ohio. And, you know, I love, I love my time at Akron, but um, I think that, you know, for my personal growth, it'd be a great opportunity for me to, you know, try to go experience something different, like at a school, you know, maybe out of state a little bit further. Even there's some schools in state that are a little further away from, you know, Northeast Ohio within like Cincinnati or, you know, Columbus. And I think that like, being able to go to a school like like these that, you know, are further away, I'll get to, you know, experience so much diversity, you know, so much, you know, different things that I not necessarily have had the experience to, uh, you know, delve into while I have, you know, I, you know around this area. Um, so I think that, you know, if things go all according to plan, you know, I, I go to a school, uh, which... <laughs> I don't know where that school is going to be. So I can't, I can't dead set on that. I mean, like you said, like I applied to, I think 20 schools um, and there was only six of those are in Ohio. So the rest of them are like Colorado, Florida, Georgia, they're all over the place. And uh, I don't really have a priority on where I go. I just kind of want to see, I want to visit the schools obviously and get a perspective on like what their culture is there before I make that decision. But uh, I don't really have a a priority at the moment of where I want to go, but hopefully it's somewhere, you know, I can experience something different and, you know, see a whole lot of different stuff and um, open up my eyes to, you know, new things. I mean, that's kind of why I'm going into this field is I, I want to experience new things. So I'm going to, you know, hopefully you know, the next couple of years, I'm at some school that, you know, provides me a whole lot of opportunities to do that. And then after that, uh, I'd probably move on to a residency program, which will be then probably out of state as well. But 
like you said, like I have uh, I have home roots here and uh, I'm really passionate about this area. And, you know, one day I hope that I can either open a practice here or work for a practice around the area and, you know, provide, you know, health care to the individuals in this great community that we're from. I love it. You're casting a wide net and, you know, you, you don't really have a preference on what you catch, but I think ultimately it's all going to work out for the better. And I believe that good things happen to good people. So I think you'll you'll be just fine. So in terms of the medical field that you're going into, is there a certain area that you're interested in or a certain type of medicine you want to practice? Um, so I've done a lot of shadowing recently and uh, I shadowed some surgeons. I sh shadowed some ophthalmology and some orthopedic surgeons. And I really, really enjoyed my time, you know, in an OR. I, I think that that's an atmosphere that I really en enjoy being a part of. Um, you know, the OR, it's it's a team building thing. And um, that's something I've always like enjoyed about being a part of a team. I mean, it's a team when you're in an OR and, you know, um, just I've exper the experiences I've had in the OR draw me to that. And um, so I think that I really enjoy surgery route. But on the other side of that is one of the surgeons that I uh, shadowed gave me some good advice. And he said, you know, don't be dead set on something. You know, there's so many things that you're going to experience. There's so many opportunities you're going to see, as well as, you know, you never really know what, you know, which way it's going to work out or what's going to happen. So, you know, I'm trying to really keep that, you know, that open mindset, like you said, casting that wide net, like the whole point I'm doing this is to cast that wide net. And, you know, hopefully, you know, going in there, I'll get a better perspective on it. But, you know, I do like surgery at the moment, but I, like I said, I'm trying to keep my eyes open and, you know, figure it out as I go. Okay. Yeah, I got you. And I, I wonder too, it's, it's something that I've often struggled with. I feel like everything has to be a plan. Everything has to follow this straight path and go according to plan. And I work myself up over all the time because I think that if it doesn't follow the plan exactly, then I'm messing up or I'm caught, like I'm screwing up. But in reality, it's you're, you're kind of just along for the ride. And whatever happens, happens. It's, it's your opportunity to take advantage of it as much as possible. So with that, too, this I, I know we've kind of been talking like a little bit of career, a little bit of like medicine. But since we are a financial podcast, I want to shift gears a little bit and go kind of into the financial side of, number one, what you've done through college. And now as you're going into medical school, what are some of the biggest areas of financial I guess, knowledge that you gain and what you're doing to set yourself up financially for going to med school, because med school is very expensive. And it's it, it's kind of like delaying future reward by going through all of this schooling to eventually be a doctor and make make a great income. But I guess in my long winded spiel, what are what are some things that you've done through college and are doing now financially to set yourself up for the future? Well, um, you know, that's that's a great thing to talk about. So. In college, I was very fortunate in, you know, the decisions I made to where I didn't walk out of the University of Akron with a lot of debt. So, you know, I set myself up and made smart, smart decisions to take care of my finances when I was younger. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of opportunities with our co-ops that provided, you know, financial support, which, you know, really, you know, helped us in that realm of things. So, you know, just making smart decisions while I was in college, um, I wasn't, you know, the most financially um like intelligent person when it like came to stuff. So as I've gone outside of school, I've, you know, reached out to financial advisors. Somebody that I trust a lot um, is working with me and 
you know, I want to say that it is really important for, you know, people to, you know, look for, you know, if they don't really know what they're looking for, you know, look, reach out to somebody, you know, to help them find out, you know, what the best option is for them. Um, and, you know, with the unfortunate thing of me being in a limbo right now with, uh, you know, med school, it, it's kind of, you know, I don't really have like a stable income, so I can't really do a whole lot in the financial investment side of things, but I do have like a, um, a life insurance policy, a term life insurance policy that I made sure to get so that I have some protection, you know, while I'm moving into this, you know, medical re- realm of things so that I have some, you know, backup just in case, you know, something happens to me while I'm going into it. Um, with the finances that go into medical school, uh, those are going to be a burden. Um, I don't think that there's really a whole lot of ways around that. Um, I know that I looked into going into the services at one point in time, uh, but uh, it just didn't feel like the right fit for me. Um, so, you know, that's the financial, the financial burdens that you take on when you go into medical school are just, you know, part of the journey that you have to adapt to and, uh, you know, figure out as you go. And that's a daunting task to think about when you're making that decision, because we're talking, what, hundreds of thousands of dollars that you're going to kind of be saddled with for a little while. So a lot of people that that could be a reason to say, hey, I'm not going to do this. But you having the confidence that, number one, it's going to pay off in the end and that you're going to be able to take care of and help people to be personally fulfilled, along with being financially fulfilled. I think there's there's a, a double edged sword to that decision. So along with that too, I believe in medical school, they don't really like allow you or you really don't have time to work a job at all. And I know you said that you're working now and I assume probably trying to save up as much as you can for that time. So it involves a little bit of sacrifice. So I guess as in terms of sacrifice financially and a little bit during college too, can you touch on some of the things that you sacrifice in order to reduce your debt going out of Akron and then even now trying to save up as much as you can? Um, well, you're very right that there's a lot of sacrifice in this, uh, this, you know, this choice that I've made and these decisions that I keep pursuing, you know, there's a lot of sacrifice in that, uh, in school, you know, I tried to keep it as simple as possible. My first two years I commuted from home, um, which really, you know, reduced the cost of, you know, school, um, as well as when I did end up moving up to school, you know, I just moved in with some buddies, kept it, you know, cheap as possible. And then after COVID happened, I ended up moving back in with my parents, um, which, you know, particularly isn't always what you want to be doing whenever you're, you know, about to graduate school, but, you know, it's sacrifices you got to make. And, um, you know, I, I am thankful that I, you know, have that support that I can go back to. Um, but I mean, that's a, that's a huge sacrifice in itself is that, um, you know, you don't go off on your own and, you know, experience life on your own, you know, you're still at home, um, making that sacrifice. But, um, I thankfully have the support to back me up in that realm of things. But, uh, you know, the sacrifices I make now is, you know, I don't have a whole lot of opportunities to go do exactly everything I want because a lot of my, you know, time is spent working or, you know, doing school or, you know, filling out applications on top of, you know, the money I do make goes to the majority of applications that I'm, that I'm doing. Um, you know, something I wasn't necessarily um, prepared for or wasn't necessarily like clearly spoken to me was the application process, how much uh, financial um, burden that was going to bring. Um, but, you know, like I, like you said, you know, make sacrifices to, you know, make sure that you can get it done and, you know, keep pursuing that dream that you're keep pursuing. 
Luxury Auto Detailing is a top-rated automotive detailing company based in Akron, Ohio. They offer detailing packages ranging from full interior and exterior detailing to paint correction and ceramic coatings that provide long-term vehicle protection. Serving customers across Northeast Ohio, Luxury Auto Detailing is the right choice to give your vehicle that new car look and feel. Visit their website at LuxuryAutoDetailingOhio.com or search Luxury Auto Detailing Ohio to check out their 80-plus five-star reviews. Yep, exactly. So kind of to get a little philosophical here, in in terms of your personal why, what drives you to do what you do, be the person that you are, and aim to fulfill this vision of working in the medical field? My why is probably just the I want to give myself the most opportunities I can to impact other people's lives. I think that Something that has always brought me fulfillment is to see how my impacts and how, you know, the things that I do for other people, um, you know, created something for them. You know, it, it created that positive impact for them. You know, they, they enjoyed what I did. They, you know, they received the help they needed or something like that. It's just I really enjoy leaving an impact on other people's lives. And. Um, I just think that the medical field is going to give me the opportunity to do that. I think that, um, you know, outside of just being able to be a healthcare provider and, you know, provide, you know, that care to an individual that is my patient or something like that, but I'll also get to interact with, you know, amazing people. Um, you know, th- this journey has already brought me into so many amazing people that are just pursuing the same path. And, um, you know, I would have never met them if I wouldn't have know chosen this route i wouldn't have made the impacts on their lives if i wouldn't have chosen this route if they they wouldn't have been able to make the impact they have on me so i think it's all about you know being a big impact on other people as much as i possibly can and you look at kind of from a surface level an engineering degree going into the medical field that's not something that really happens that that much especially with the mechanical background now maybe more so biomedical or chemical you can see it but Understanding the type of person that you are and the I I would say that you have a servant's heart and a heart for caring for others and wanting to see others not only be happy, but achieve things and gain things that mean something to them. So when when you look at it a little bit deeper, it it makes complete sense of why you've chosen this route and why I believe that you're going to be successful at this route. So in, in terms of you know, making a shift like that in your life, you said that, or when you opened that you, you had some, some stuff happen that pushed you more so towards this route and challenges in your life, so on and so forth. So would you be able to provide some advice to the listeners in terms of when you're in, in a challenging aspect in your life or challenging point in your life, what are some strategies and what are some things that you did to help you push forward through that? Uh, obviously, the people that you surround yourself with are going to be the biggest impact. I mean, when you're in that, you know, that difficult time, it's really going to, you know, be good for you to surround yourself with people that are going to push you and, you know, back you up um, in those hard times. Uh, I know that I surrounded myself with really good friends and, you know, I spent a lot of time with my family whenever I was going through difficult times. And even to this day, I've just, you know, created maybe, maybe that casting net hasn't always gone out, you know, for friends and stuff like that. I've, you know, kind of reeled it back into, you know, the people that I know that, you know, have my back. So, you know, support system is huge when it comes to motivation and, 
you know, getting out of hard times. And I, for me, I've always looked at like anything that's ever happened. Like I try to find, you know, the positive and the negative. I try to find, you know, what, what is this trying to tell me? You know, maybe that's, you know, being physical, uh, philosophical as well, but like, what is, what is this hard time trying to teach me? Where am I supposed to go from here? You know, I, I really try to sit with, you know, those, those moments and figure out, you know, where I'm supposed to go from here and, you know, just kind of fo- find that or follow that calling that, you know, I find. And, um, I know that's probably harder to, you know, do than, than say, but, you know, you know, fi- finding yourself with people that are going to support you and then, you know, trying to make the most of your situations that you're being putting in and, you know, every negative can lead to a positive. And I think that that's just kind of how I've lived my life to this point is just trying to turn every negative into a positive. I agree completely. You, you have to have that positive outlook and that optimism that number one, everything's going to work out for the best, but we're all dealt challenges and we wouldn't receive those challenges if we weren't capable of working through it. So I feel like that right there is the number one motivation to push through anything because it's a challenge is being put in our life and put in front of us so that we can grow stronger. We can become a better person. We can learn things. And you often learn more through challenges than through things that are going great. So I've I've experienced in, in my life, you've experienced in your life, and I, I can absolutely promise that the way that each of us have grown in our own respective respective manners have been through those challenges and through those things that did not go exactly as planned. And in the end, chance there's a good chance that you're going to come out the other side, not only a stronger individual, but also a much happier and much more successful person. Right. Yeah. I Like to go on that, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, hardship. There's nothing wrong with challenges. Like, you know, there are opportunities for growth. And, you know, that's, I think that's a misconception is everybody's like, oh, like, why are, why am I having challenging times? Why, why do I have hardship? Like, yeah, some hardships can be, you know, deterring to certain things, but, you know, like if you have that growth mentality and that positive outlook on everything and you're presented challenges, then they're just opportunities for growth. And it's, you know, what's wrong with having a challenging life, you know, like, not everything should be easy. Not everything should be rainbows and butterflies. You know, challenges are good for us. Yeah, challenges are good. And you look at, like, this ties back into gratitude, the episode Zach and I did a couple weeks ago. And if you really think about what you're grateful for, you realize that even if you're going through a challenge, where you're at in your life right now, there are so many people that wish they would be going through the challenges that you're going through. So exactly. if you kind of, if you frame it in that lens, then I, I feel like that there's nothing that you cannot conquer because it's, it, it's a no brainer at that point. If, if you think about, okay, I'm in this point in my life, not only am, am I where I dreamed I would be, you know, five, 10 years prior, but I'm also in a point where, you know, thousands of other people wish they could be. Right. So it, it it looks at it in terms of gratitude, but also in terms of empathy. Yeah, no, that's that's a great way to, I mean, that's the greatest way to look at it. And, you know, it, yeah, I mean, you just got to take advantage of the things that you're you're given because like, like you said, somebody else could, would want to be in your position that you're in. And, um, you know, it's just, I always try to take on as many challenges as I can because, you know, that, that is how I, you know, develop into who I'm supposed to become. So. 
exactly. So I want to give you the opportunity to kind of manifest your future here and say say we're 10 years down the road. You're because you would be done with med school by by that point, correct? Correct. Okay, so I want you to, to paint a picture and kind of use this as as your vision board, but also as an opportunity to hold yourself accountable with with the audience and with me. So paint paint a picture of where you see yourself in 10 years. I like this. I like this. Um, 10 years from now, I hope to be done with med school and my residency. Um, now, like I said, I want to keep an open mind on that, so we won't pinpoint a residency program yet, but hopefully we're done with that by then. And um, by that point in time, I want to have experienced everything that I hoped to experience out of medical school. Um, you know, I hope that I met all the people, like I'm, and I involved myself in social circles. I involved myself with me interacting with new individuals. I involved myself with, you know, opportunities that were out there that were the reasons why I went down this path. Like, I hope that I take advantage of as many opportunities as I can, because that's something I always tell myself is, you know, if you're presented opportunities, take advantage of that. And to this point, you know, sometimes I'm good about that. Sometimes I'm bad about that. But, you know, I really hope that, you know, I look back and I'm like, you know what? I really took advantage of all the opportunities that were presented to me in this this field. Um, you know, I hope to, you know, maybe possibly be happily married by that point in time. And, you know, maybe starting a family, that would be, you know, a great success of mine. I uh, uh, come from a great family and I hope to one day provide, you know, a great family of my own. Um, and, you know, hopefully I'm back around here. You know, Northeast Ohio is a beautiful place. And I hope that I bring back the diversity and the experiences that I took away from other places in this, you know, in this country. But, you know, I come back to here and I provide, you know, support and that healthcare that, you know, and I get to make these impacts that I wanted on this community that we have here. I love it. It's, it's, that's, that's your vivid vision, quote unquote. So I, I would challenge you to, continue to think about that and honestly write it down because that's this an exercise that I put myself through a couple of weeks ago writing down where I see myself in five years and in 10 years and it felt so great to get it out of my mind it's in th this strategy is something that I've heard talked about on numerous other podcasts and it applies to whether your career your business your family and I kind of put it in a way where I categorized everything out into each of those sections but it's it's almost a relieving and a stress reducing feeling just to write that out and let your mind go wild about what you think is possible and what you think you can achieve and it's a good way to hold yourself accountable too so i would challenge you to to write, to write that down whenever you have some time absolutely absolutely i will definitely do that so along with your vision for the future and your vision for being a medical professional, helping people out, would you say that, how do I phrase this the best way? <clears throat> what What do you think is that, I, I guess if you had to do, if you had to say, okay, this is what I want to be remembered for in life, what is kind of that, that one thing or that couple things that you want to be remembered for? Hmm. 
Financial literacy is a crucial skill to learn about as it affects many aspects of our daily lives, including our spending habits. Don't spend your money on more stuff that will be lying around your house, but rather invest it in making memories with your friends and family at Bullseye's Axe Throwing in Worcester. From bachelor parties to birthday parties, and from couples to company and corporate events, we're your one-stop shop for adding some axe excitement to your life. Follow Bullseye's on Facebook or Instagram at Bullseye's Axe Throwing, or visit their website at bullseyesaxethrowing.com to learn more and book your lane today. I think it comes back to... And, and, you know, this is just, you know, speaking personally, like, you know, it comes back to the the challenge thing, like the, like, I want people to say, you know, he, ch- he challenged himself. Um, you know, he, he went after things and, you know, he didn't take this life for granted. Um, you know, I only get one opportunity on this earth and, you know, yeah, accomplishments and accolades don't really mean anything at the end of the day, but, you know, People do admire, you know, people that challenge themselves. Maybe they don't understand always, yeah, those those accolades and accomplishments, but they will sit there and say, you know, that person went out there and they challenged themselves. And, you know, to this point, you know, that is how I've, what I've done. And, you know, I hope that people can find, you know, that admiring that I have done that so far and that I continue wanting to challenge myself because, you know, I'm really passionate about, you know, life should be challenging. And, um, you know, that's, you know, how you provide motivation for yourself, for other people is how you keep getting through, you know, those struggles and challenges. So, you know, I want to continue to challenge myself and somebody to see me at the end of my life and say, you know, he, he took advantage of things and he really challenged himself and he made that impact. And one thing you, you said kind of subtly there that I want to touch on more when when you challenge yourself, you not only provide motivation for others, but you also can, in essence, challenge others too. So I think it goes back to having that circle of people around you that number one, you know, have their have your back, but also that you can kind of feed off of in terms of using them as motivation, they using you as motivation and challenging each other to push yourselves to to reach whatever whatever goals or whatever perceived limitations that we all have. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's a great thing about when you surround yourself with people that, um, you know, want to expand you and want to be expanded is, you know, that you can present them with challenges. You think they'll present you with challenges. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a great thing to have somebody that'll check you and somebody that, you know, respects you enough to let them check them. And, uh, you know, I really try to surround myself with people like that. Um, you know, somebody that will check me when I'm, you know, on my, you know, not doing the right thing or, you know, not always sticking to the straight line or somebody that, you know, if I'm not seeing them do that, then, you know, I can check them too. And I think that that's like what you're saying, like the challenging thing is how you motivate the people around yourselves or around you and, you know, around, um, all around. I mean, I, I, that is a great, great thing to have. I think it's important to like what you said with being able to check each other because you don't want to be surrounded by a bunch of yes men who if you ask for feedback or you are maybe not not going down the path that you should and they're like oh yeah you should you're doing great keep keep going no you you need someone that's going to tell you listen dude you're you're going off track here and I don't like it you need to fix that and it's it's up to you to kind of take that to heart and understand that they're not trying to say this out of anger, out of spite. They're saying it because they care. Right. And I think 
our generation has a big problem with constructive criticism. And if, if we can take constructive criticism and use it to help us realize, listen, they have my back. They're looking out for the best in me, not trying to hurt my feelings, make me feel sad because it may upset you and it may fit, make you feel not the best. But you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt and realize they're they're doing this because they care and they want to see the best for you because they know that you would do the same for them. Right. Yeah, I mean that's that's why you give them that opportunity to do that is because they have their best your best interest in mind, and yeah, a lot of people in our generation do have difficulty with uh, constructive criticism, but you know, it it's the greatest thing that you can get. Like it, like if somebody is going to you know check you, like then you know you have that like that backup that can see your blind spots and you know help you achieve what you're looking for. So, yeah, and you and you have people in your life that see things differently than you see things. And I, I think it's it's good to kind of spread spread your net or have people in your inner circle that see things all from a different perspective. You don't want everybody that has the same background as you or has the same job as you, the same vision as you. You want a little bit of variety in there because they'll see blind spots that you don't see, just as you'll see blind spots that that they don't see. And I'm I'm a huge proponent of the your your five to six closest people in your inner circle are who are gonna have the biggest impact on your life. Like we've said this on this show before and we'll probably say it many more times, but you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are driven, who are motivated and see a successful and happy future for themselves, you're eventually going to pick that up, even if you're not at the same point that they're at. Right. And I mean, that's very true. That's, that is just, I mean, I think that you kind of average out with the people that you're with. And um, if you aren't going to have the, the, the multiple perspectives is, you know, that you hit on is, is very important. You know, you need to surround yourself with people that have different pr- perspectives because, um, you know, that is how you expand. You can't, like if you just are collaborating with the, like the same mind, then you're just going to, you know, pound the same ideas into your head and you're never going to get those, you know, those opportunities for growth. And, you know, that that is uh, I think that expanding the mind is an important thing. And you're only going to do that when you have individuals around you with that different perspective. And you know, like you said, you average out with those individuals that you surround yourself with. So it's always key to surround yourself with people that are pushing you. Exactly. And I, I want to stress to for for everyone listening that take kind of sit back and take an evaluation of your life and evaluate the people that you're around, because you can you can understand in about 30 seconds. Is this person good for me and for my future where I want to go? And unfortunately, there are people that are going to have to get cut out of your life. It, it is unfortunate and it, it may be kind of the shock or the the challenge that they need to turn things around. Because if for people with a, with a servant's heart or people that want to help people, we see people that are struggling as a project. And I, I've done this in, in relationships plenty of times where I see this as an opportunity for me to fix this person. But you can't fix everybody. And it's, it's, it's a harsh reality that has taken me a while to understand. And it, it's not healthy for you to continually try to fix your friends, try to fix uh, like a significant other because you want the best for them, but they may not want the best for themselves. So it, I, I would challenge anyone listening that if you have people in your life, 
take take kind of that litmus test and understand whether they should be in your life long term or they shouldn't because you may have to make that hard decision and cut them out no yeah that's you just hit that <laughs> a nail on the head right there that's that's something that people need to do and you know they need to you know do the deep dive to really look into the, what their relationships are doing because they can be draining you know uh for like you said for somebody that is super caring um i've definitely done that before too is you know you provide all this all, all that thing where you're saying you're you know you're trying to push people you're trying to expand them like you just continue to try to do that but they're not always going to take that in and you know you got to realize that and you know that's a waste of energy if you're just going to continue to do that without it, you know, paying off. Yeah. And you can, you can put as much effort as you want into it and into that person, but if they don't accept it, then there's nothing you can do. So I, I'm curious too, in your life, have you had people maybe since high school that you've had to cut out of your life or that you've grown away from just because your priorities are different? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. Um, and it, it doesn't need to be, you know, a harmful thing to cut them out of your life. You know, you can still care about people. Just, you know, distance is, you know, probably best for certain people. And I've had a lot of people that over the years I've had to do that with because we just weren't, we didn't have the same priorities. And uh, like, like I, like the draining thing where, you know, you're trying to do so much for other people and you're trying to, you know, trying to expand and you're trying to, you know, continue to do certain things. And it, it just doesn't, you know, it doesn't, you know, come back to you. So, you know, I've had to separate myself from a lot of individuals um, and it, I still love them. Uh, you know, if they were to call me tomorrow and they, you know, needed something, I definitely would still have their back. But it's just, you know, I had to distance myself from, you know, some people in some situations. And, you know, sometimes you just have to do that. And, uh, you know, it, it doesn't need to be, you know, a harmful thing. It, it it's, can be a beautiful thing if, you know, it saved your energy and it, uh, you know, gives you opportunities to interact with people that really do, you know, give you that, you know, expanding mind that you need. Exactly. And the, the beauty in it too, is it doesn't necessarily, like if you cut somebody out of your life in high school or college, it doesn't mean that they're out of your life forever. It could be somebody that circles back and in 10 years, you become great friends again. But I have heard, I heard a quote, I think it was when I went down a rabbit hole on Instagram, but it said that not everybody that is presently in your life is going to be in your life forever. Certain people may serve as booster rockets to help you reach the next level. So when you think about a booster rocket, they fall off when you reach that next level. So it's it kind of gives me a, a sense of calm and, and peace with the situation when maybe somebody leaves my life and they helped me or there was there was something that I learned from that relationship or that situation that helped me reach another level. So it kind of goes back to the gratitude side of things. But it's it, it's just finding that peace in life that not everybody's meant to be in your life forever. Right. No, that, I've never actually heard that one before, but that was a great way to put it because, you know, you're saying that and I can actually sit, sit here and think of some situations that I've actually run into where it was like that. It was that, you know, that, you know, that rocket, you know, helped me, you know, first to the next level, but and then eventually fell off. You know, the thing that always stuck with me was people are in your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. And, you know, yeah. that, that stays true. And, um, you know, but the gratitude thing, that that is a great way to look at it because you should always be thankful for, you know, certain like for those opportunities that, you know, people were in your life. And, you know, they gave you that, you know, that burst to where you grew. 
and then you realize that you had growth and that you had to be able to that you needed to separate yourself from that situation um you know that there's beauty in that there's beauty in the aspect that you grew and you know expanded your mind and you just reached that and unfortunately some people just aren't going to reach that next level with you yep and there's there's nothing wrong with them for for that it's you, you wish them the best and you hope that um, they they can reach their next level too. So one other thing I was curious about, have you had certain people in your life, say call them mentors that have had a massive impact on you and that have helped you guide you through certain processes or certain tough times? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I take, I do a lot of uh, coaching on the side um, to stay involved with my community. And a lot of guys that, you know, coached me were mentors when I was younger. And now they're mentors. Now that I'm older, you know, they never really stop coaching you um, to become the best man that you, you can become. Um, so those are some individuals that really made an impact on my life. Um, and I'm always searching for, you know, more. And there's always people that I look up to. And uh, I've always been somebody that surrounded myself with, um, you know, a little bit older of a generation of people just because there's so much wisdom and, you know, wealth of knowledge with people that, you know, come from that. And um, it's always good to, you know, have somebody's perspective that's done something before you. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely had some people uh, that have provided me with, you know, you know, some wisdom and stuff like that. Um, but I do want to say, though, with this medical school route, um, this is this is kind of a new thing. And um, I don't really have a whole lot of guidance in this realm of things because I don't really know any physicians. <laughs> I mean, I, I've had some shadowing opportunities where, you know, those mentors have been, you know, great and, you know, giving me some knowledge. But prior to that, um, you know, this was kind of a journey that I did on my own. And uh, I, I don't necessarily recommend that. You know, you should always look for somebody to, you know, be a mentor and help you get to that next step because it's it's kind of difficult to do it on your own so i just wanted to say like um that it is important to look for those mentors um just because of situations like that where you know i kind of struggled through it all and i you know eventually got to a point where you know i got to figure it out but it would have been great if i would have had somebody there um you know to provide me with that wisdom and knowledge that i needed so i think the beautiful thing there is you've had people in your life that have helped you. Do you think that that's inspired you to help those younger than you in the future? Absolutely. Um, I I think that that's why I do the coaching that I do is because, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, how, all the impacts that those coaches left on me, I want to make that impact on those kids, um, you know, like I had. And, you know, it's a perfect opportunity for me to do that. And I hope that I have done that already. And, you know, uh, and then just coming back to the, the medicine thing is like, you know, there's so many people that have, you know, made impacts on my on my life and that, you know, I find it admirable that, you know, certain people went through challenges like a physician went through all their schooling and stuff like that. And I hope that I can do that, you know, provide that, um, you know, admirability to somebody else. Yeah. And you, you think about it, too. You've learned so much through this process and you'll continue to learn more as you go through the schooling that'll give you the opportunity to be that person for somebody else who was just like you say 10 years down the road so it's 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 priming you even though you haven't had as much guidance as you would have liked to be that person for somebody else and i've, I've heard a piece of advice i've received too is in, in your life 
you need to have kind of three areas of people. So like the first area of the people is the mentor we just talked about. So somebody that's older than you, somebody that is maybe 10, 15, 20, 30 years down the road who has accomplished what you want to accomplish because chances are they didn't do it alone. They had mentors that are that helped them and they kind of want to pay it forward and do the same thing to other people. <clears throat> the second level is that of peers, people that are roughly around your age or that are in this pursuit of the same thing that you're in pursuit of. People that you can work together, you can bounce ideas off with and grow together. And then lastly, for third, it's those mentees, those people under you that are maybe starting their journey or don't even have an idea of how to start their journey, but you can kind of be that guidance for them. You can be that person that they go to if they have questions, if they need help and help them see the light, help them see what is possible. So I I recommend to anybody who has any any desire for personal mastery or success, you find out who those three areas of people are in your life and try to maximize all of those categories as much as possible. Absolutely. No, I, I love that. Um, yeah, I, I definitely provide as much information as I can to, you know, people <laughs> uh, when I see, you know, I see it needed. Uh, I actually ran into a, a pre-med student the other day that was kind of on my path, you know, didn't really know what they were doing. And, you know, I did my best to, you know, provide them with, you know, the you know, viable resources that they need to, you know, find success. So, I mean, like you just hit, you know, it was perfect is, you know, you're going to have people that are on your level that, you know, are, you're, you need to bounce those ideas off of that are going to help you grow as well as, you know, you need to speak to those individuals that are above you or been through what you're, you know, trying to go through so that you get the knowledge. And, um, you know, that's something that I'm, you know, really running into now is, like, yeah, I'm just trying to figure out those three, you know, levels. And, you know, that's great that, you know, you just kind of um, brought that to, to light. Here at the Financial Literacy Institute, our mission is to teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school. We have many methods of accomplishing this goal, but our latest method includes our online courses. Partnering with Thinkific, we have developed courses that allow you to learn valuable financial and business skills at your own pace. Head to our website at thefli.net to check out our courses and other resources. We hope you will join us on our mission to teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school. So as we wrap up the episode here, I kind of wanted to jump into the four questions that we typically ask all of our viewers. So for all of our listeners or all of our guests, I mean. So question number one, as we have about a little bit less than three months left in the year, which is insane to think about. But what is one goal that you plan on accomplishing prior to the end of the year? Uh, so one goal that I have to by the end of the year is I hope to have all of my applications done. Um, this has been a long process. I have been applying to med schools for a uh, little over four months now, and it's kind of all in balls in my court right now. So hopefully by the end of the year, I'm done with my applications and I have done all my interviews and I have chosen my med school. So that is my goal by the end of the year is to have a med school picked out. Beautiful. I love it. I, I know you'll do it. All right, question number two, what is one book that has had the biggest impact on your life? This could be financial, business, motivation, anything. Uh, so it's the book I'm reading at the moment, and it would be 48 Laws of Power. Uh, it's a great book, and uh, it's a great read. Uh, not only does it you know, provide you with valuable lessons and, you know, 
know, valuable things that you can add to your life. But it's a very enjoyable book to read, and it's it's been able to let me see um, some situations that I've been a part of in a different light and kind of view, you know, some power struggles where I've had and some power struggles that I've been a part of. So um, that's where it's really made an impact on my life. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And question number three, if you had to recommend one guest that we should have on the podcast, who would it be? That's a, that's a great, I, I don't know if you can make it happen, but I know somebody that is very uh, similar to us in the aspect that they always are down for something like this is our good old buddy, Eddie McCain. Eddie, uh, yes, sir. I would love to listen to a conversation that you and, to, you and him had. So that is my suggestion. I will tell him you said that. We'll get him on the show. I love it. And then lastly, most importantly, how can our listeners get in contact with you if they have any questions or if they want to hear more? Uh, so if they want to reach me by my email, it is uh, wjm44 at uh, edu. Um, I also have some social media accounts. I have an Instagram and uh, a Twitter, if you want to reach out to me, my Instagram handle is, let me look it up real quick. It is James underscore 832. Um, if you want to, or I think it's underscore 22, James underscore 22. Second that. And if you want to reach out to me on there, you have any questions, uh, you know, if anybody's looking for some information about, you know, the, the med app or the med route or, you know, has any other questions, just reach out to me. Awesome. Absolutely. James, this has been a pleasure. Great conversation. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this. Uh, do you have any closing words for the audience? Uh, no. Um, just keep challenging <clears throat> yourself. That's what I'm going to keep doing. So I hope that you all do that too. Keep challenging yourself, cast a wide net, and make sure you surround yourself with people that are going to push you forward. James, this has been fun. It's been real. And I can't wait for our next conversation. We appreciate you joining us tonight on On The Fly. Y'all take care. Thank you for listening to On The Fly, a Financial Literacy Institute podcast. If you'd like to learn more, check out our website at www.thefli.net and our Instagram at The Financial Literacy Institute. We look forward to you joining us on our next episode as we teach the financial literacy skills we should have learned in school.